Welcome to season two of the Simply Home Moms podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Nicole. We are real life moms intentionally keeping it simple so we can enjoy true health. We want to encourage you to have a mindful, healthy, and joyful motherhood. Let's get inspired as we listen to other moms share their passions. However you listen to us, whether it's in the curbside grocery pickup spot, while doing dishes, or driving a sleeping baby around, we hope you know we are all in this together. Merry Christmas, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Simply Home Moms podcast. We are so glad you're here, and today we have a really, really special episode planned for you guys. I'm excited because I know when you finish listening to it, um, a weight will just be lifted off your shoulders because that is what Katie does. So basically, our episode today is with a minimalist and um, my favorite minimalist, Katie Wells, and she is a podcast host and a mom, and she really has honed in on this skill of how to live more life and have less stuff. And she talks solely about how to do this in the context of Christmas, which is super helpful. And she also tells her story of how she, um, basically like journeyed to needing a different life. So I really hope you guys listen and enjoy. We have been getting some questions lately that I wanted to answer before we dive into the episode. A lot of you guys have been asking how to help us out um, as a small business owner and as we're growing and we're just so appreciative to the community we have through this podcast and on Instagram and um, Facebook. It's really easy to help us, honestly. Um, Comment and like and share our stuff. Leave us a review um, on iTunes. All those things really, really do go really far away to help us grow our business We, like I said, we really do appreciate you guys being here. We are really coming up on the end of our first full year of doing this. And we had so many goals and things we wanted to accomplish for um, our business and for you guys. And it was so fun for me and Nicole to look back and see how, how far we've come and how many moms have made small changes that have been impactful and simple. And um, we're just excited for the future with you guys. So I hope you enjoy this episode and stay connected with us. We love hearing from you. Katie, welcome to the Simply Whole Moms podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's such a treat talking with you again, Kara. Oh, I'm excited. So I was on Katie's podcast um, it was just probably a couple of weeks ago that you released that episode, right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much fun. And so I was like, you have to come be on ours. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> excited to talk to you today. Me too. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Definitely. Uh, so let's see. I come from the health and wellness kind of background for the last, um, 10 years. My husband and I have been in health and wellness and he's a chiropractor by trade. And um, eight years ago, we opened our first clinic and uh, were business owners. After that, of course, babies came. So I had my first son and then my second son 18 months later. And um, while all the the babies were coming, our businesses were expanding, um, which meant a lot more employees, a lot more stress. And it really changed my position in the clinic to a position that was something I hated. (laughs) I really, really hated it. And... um, You know, when anyone opens a business or a practice of any kind, you do it thinking at some point 
Like I'm putting in a lot of hard work now to open this bad boy up, but at some point this is going to give me freedom, right? Freedom financially, mm-hmm. freedom time-wise. And um, after my second son was born, I got sucked back into the clinic full time, just re- like right after he was born. And that was the first time where I was like, just absolutely devastated, right? I had to, right. you know, so many women do it. For, the, for, for my first son, I was able to take a lot of time at home, which I so valued and appreciated, but it was just devastating. And, um, and while all this is happening, my stress levels are going up. Obviously, lack of sleep and having two kids under two is challenging enough, but the, the business side of things was just really stressful for me. And every single time I came home at the end of you know these stressful days at work, you know, I was so excited to see my kids, but I found myself having all of this anxiety and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point where one day I pulled into my garage and um, I physically couldn't get out of the car. My, like my heart was racing. I was starting to like sweat and like I, and I just started to weep and, you know, mm. looking back, I, I realized, okay, that was an anxiety attack, but Right. I didn't realize, you know, again, hindsight 2020, it was because I felt like I was coming home to another full-time job, right? Like I just left mm-hmm. my full-time job and now I have to walk inside my house to go with all these chores, the dishes, the laundry, picking up after my, you know, toddler who can destroy the house in like two seconds, two seconds, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was so frustrating to me and I started getting all this built up anxiety and looking back, it was really, um, it was really a tough spot to be to want to come home, you know, from work and have this place of peace and calm and like a refuge from the chaos that was happening in another part of my life. Um, but I didn't have that. And it was just taking away from so many different aspects from my motherhood, from my relationship with my kids, from my relationship with my spouse and just healing myself too. So that's really where I got started um, on this journey to having less and, you know, becoming a minimalist. Hi, Kara and Nicole here, and we are excited to tell you that we are launching the 2020 Simply Whole Moms Planner just for you, Mama. This practical and pretty planner is tailored for moms and includes pages of inspirational quotes, spaces to plan, and a theme for each month to help you focus as you tackle your mom duties. This planner is paperback, and it is size 8 by 10. You can find it on Amazon.com for $7.99. And if you've got Prime, guess what? Free shipping. Go get yours. Thanks for sharing that story. That's, I mean, I think most people who have made a big change in their life have some kind of moment like that. Um, so thanks for, thanks for sharing that. But tell me what you did next. Like what was like the first thing you did after that moment? Well, I think like a lot of people who kind of have that moment, I got like this burst of energy and I was like, I'm going to declutter. And then, you know, life gets busy. I got, you know, Mm -hmm. it was like two steps forward, one step back. I had a Mm full-time job, all this stuff happening. All of your listeners are well aware. Like it's, it's, it's a lot. And so it kind of just fell by the wayside. My goal of decluttering and kind of simplifying our home, it just fell by the wayside. And um, in November of 2000. 17 now, two years ago, my family and I, it was um, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we hopped in the minivan, 
because we're that family. I love minivans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love minivans. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I know That's so many moms great. are like SUV life. And I'm like, what? Like, I love my Honda Odyssey. Like, even my <laughs> husband's like, I love this thing. I'm going to drive this forever. Anyway, awesome. so we hopped in the minivan and we're like, we're just going to go into town and have some family time. And literally two minutes after we left our home, we got hit head on hmm. in a car accident. And my husband who was driving, um, got, broke his neck in three places, broke, um, he punctured his lung, broke his shoulder. And, um, like we came so what? close to, we see how it was so insane. We came like, I mean, easily he could have, we could have lost him. He, Right after the car accident, thank God he was conscious. He said, you know, after I realized what had happened, because it happened so quick. Oh, my right. gosh. It's just incredible. And he, he said, yeah. Katie, I can't feel my hands. And I was like, oh, my God. In that moment, my my heart stopped. My life stopped. It was just crazy. Yeah. The kids uh, were okay. Like, I was fine. But those next, you know, six months or a year, like, I realized, like, oh, my gosh, I've kind of just taken on this victim mentality and I was always coming up with excuses of why I couldn't reach these goals, whether it was with my relationships or my, you know, decluttering my home. And that was really when I was like, I need to be there for my kids and be there for my husband. And the best way I can do that right now is by like getting this crap out of my house. So first of all, I have the energy and the time to focus on them. And um, that moment is the moment, (laughs) you know, the second, you know, rock bottom Mm -hmm. where I was just like, I'm done. I'm doing this. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just, I don't know where I thought that story was going, but that was not where I thought it was going. And I'm just so sorry. Oh my goodness. And yeah, isn't it our brains are crazy how they protect us from trauma. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, I'm so sorry, but I'm glad that you've turned it into something beautiful. And you know, I do think, and I just encourage listeners, I've talked a lot lately about just like being present and, and enjoying um, your life for the little moments and slowing down. It's something that's really hard for me. I'm a, like a total doer. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just like, it doesn't, doesn't have to like, you have, you, you have today to enjoy and, and you have now to be with your spouse. And that's, I'm so sorry. That's okay. But you know, just like you said, it's turned, we turn like the worst moment in our lives into this, you know, like it, it, it shapes every decision we make, even on a Mm -hmm. daily basis, you know, like the little things just because we had that experience. And honestly, I still wish we didn't have it, but I think we would still be in the same spot. And I think I'd still be struggling with anxiety and I'd still be struggling with depression and I wouldn't have chosen a new career path that, that I'm passionate about, but it still, it took a lot of effort and a lot of realization and, and, a, and a lot of like checking my gut and being honest with myself to, you know, pivot after that, after that accident, because it is easy in, in a lot of cases to just stay the same, you know? Well, and you're in survival mode. I think like, you know, you were in survival mode before the accident. Yes. Um, sure. So then after it, you're even more so. And survive. And I think that's when people have a hard time and, you know, you do what you have to do when you're in survival mode. And I had a similar, not similar story, but moment with Peyton where it was like, you know, I had been in survival. She was a really sick baby for so long. And I just kind of this moment where I was like, I have got to snap out of survival mode. I will not live the rest of my life 
in survival mode. <laughs> like this is not, and you could, you could just stay in it. You could just add on, you could just do, you know, just stay in that, that place. It is not an enjoyable place to be. It's not. And you know, it's funny, we're talking about this. I was talking to someone on a podcast yesterday and I, and I recognize like so many of us keep the patterns of staying in survival mode, even though we don't need to be just because we're, it's a pattern and we're so used mm -hmm. to it. And then we, you know, create these false beliefs. Well, this is just my life or this is just the way it is. And mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, Oh, I don't have time. Like, or it must be nice for her. Like, but I can't do that. All these things, right. We, mm -hmm. we see. And, um, it's just, it's well, I even get bored. Way. I'm, I get bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is terrible. But like if I'm not just like running, going all the time, I'm bored. Mm. And it's like, how sad is that, that I can't sit and enjoy playing with my kids? Like, you know, like I, like I have, I have to be super intentional about that because I just get bored. Yeah. Like, okay. This is boring. We had dinner together. I'm bored. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, Kara, like there are people all over this world who would kill to come sit at this table and, you know, and I'm like, you need to just slow down and enjoy this stuff. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, that, that's a beautiful story. So where are you now <laughs> from all <So>. this? <laughs> so, um, that was almost two years ago. Exactly. And that's when I went gung ho and went through lots of trial and error with working full time and having two kids to finally, you know, decluttering my home. And once I, you know, reached a place of happiness with that, I thought like minimalism was seeming a lot more attractive to me. You know, like people confuse those terms a lot, but you know, Joshua Becker, fellow minimalist, if you're a minimalist, you, a lot of people have heard of him, even if you're not a minimalist, but mm -hmm. he kind of coined the description of minimalism as the intentional, the intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of anything that distracts us from it. And mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely overlap with decluttering and minimalism, but I really think with minimalism, you take an even harder look at your possessions and pare down even more. And it's funny because with minimalism, you know, in my opinion, there's never like an end to your journey. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of a lifestyle. It's, it's a journey that you're always on and you're always learning and you're always changing and you're growing and that that affects everything, you know, the choices you're making and what you decide to keep and remove, whether that's relationships or stuff or, you know, careers or anything like that. It's just a, on a much bigger scale, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, ha I haven't practiced like truly practiced minimalism in my life, but, you know, of course have integrated pieces of it into, into what we do. But I just think like two things get added, like, you know, a spouse has a really tough season at work. And then it's like, when that's over, you know, you got to re readjust everything. Like you're saying, relook at what's bringing joy in your life. It's like a constant, things are constantly added. And a lot of them aren't our, our choices necessarily. Um, some of them are, but a lot of them aren't. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, like I said, it's, it's this journey. And some people are like, well, minimalism is if you have like five pairs of socks and like, two sweatshirts, you know, like they kind of put these <laughs> concrete black and white descriptions on it. And, you know, like anyone can interpret any word, however they want to, but I really think Joshua Becker's, um, you know, description there is really, really on point. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like, I think of, there are definitely things I think of as like an observer of minimalism, like capsule wardrobe and like just like things like that, which I I see how like that particular area of getting dressed, you know, a very small element of your life Mm -hmm. would be simplified by capsule wardrobe. But yeah, there's, there's like tons of little things like that across minimalism. And now this whole thing, how do you think this, this is totally off topic, but, um, the girl that's like all popular on TV about cleaning out your house, does this bring you joy? There you go. Do you think that overlaps with minimalism in any way? I think so. I think I've, I think I read an article where, I mean, she would never consider herself a minimalist. I think that's certainly her technique. I mean, you know, the asking if it sparks you joy, but I think um, even as a, I don't know, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, yes and no. And you know, it's funny you bring that up because I read an article yesterday that she has an online store now where she sells stuff. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? I was slightly offended and then I was like, well, you know, she's trying to make money and make a living, you know, for her family and I, and I get that, but it's, the irony there is just too much to pass up and it's kind of hard for me to not, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Shoot a little shade at that, you know, like, Uh Oh man, Uh like that'd be like if I started promoting stuff to my followers, which I don't ever intend to, but it's, it's tough. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I find myself asking that question a lot. Just, I've never even watched a single episode of hers, but I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This item is actually really annoying me. I have picked this up eight times this week. Yes. It's going in the garbage. <laughs> I'm done with it. And I'll just get to like this, you know, I, uh, coffee cups is a constant one yeah. where I'm like, why do I have so many dang coffee cups? And I have one coffee cup that I love. Like it mm-hmm. brings me, it really does. I don't know why it's just from super target, but I love this coffee cup. And I'm like, I really should just get rid of all of the other ones. Like, why am I being annoyed that there's not enough space in this cabinet to fit everything I need to fit? And I'm keeping all these coffee cups that like really I don't use because I have the one that I like. I mean, I will wash it just to use it instead of getting a clean one out of the pantry. Well, then that's, that's real love girl. I mean, yes, I know. I love this. I don't know why I broke it or one of them and went and bought another one. Cause I was like, nope, not living my life without this coffee mug. Well, there you go. The rest, the rest can go. I agree. I'm going to do that this week. Okay. I need more You're space in that pantry. <laughs> I'll okay. <do> your accountability. <laughs> I'll tag you. I'll tag you on social media. Awesome. Um, okay. So why I, we had you on was we're about to enter in into like the world of <laughs> buying, buying. Yes, spending money we don't have. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh gosh. It's so true. Spending money we don't have is so true. Um, man. And that just breaks my heart. Um, it really does break my heart. Okay. So we're about to enter into this and here's the deal. Me and Nicole were just talking about this on, um, the podcast that aired right before this one, where we were saying, basically, we want to enjoy the holidays with our kids. We want to be the ones that are giving them things and, and, and spoiling them. However, that is emotionally, not even with things, you know, just spoiling like, during the time of year. And, we're basically, we can't control what our in-laws and our parents are doing really as much as we're trying to. So how, like, how do you do it? How do you show your kids? How do you make the holidays special? How do you participate, but not overdo? 
Well, I think the first step is, you know, for your listeners, if they are interested in pursuing, you know, holiday seasons and birthdays and any type of celebration with having less things is, you know, like having that conversation because so many of my students are always like, you know, I can, I can stop buying stuff for my kids. Like that's kind of a non-issue, you know, holidays aside, but it's my in-laws or my grandparents Mm -hmm. that are constantly sending this stuff that we don't want, they don't need, they don't use. And so Mm -hmm. I think opening that conversation is really important, but in the same breath, before you open that conversation, understanding, you know, like the, your family members or the people in your life that are giving you or your children stuff, it's 99% of the time coming from a place of love and like respect. And like, it brings them joy, you know, to give those gifts to you or your kids. But in the same breath, like you just need to be up front and say, listen, you've given my kids 16 fire trucks in the last year. We've got enough <laughs> fire trucks. Here's another option. You know, um, he really that, likes that being applies fire to trucks. me directly. Yeah. <laughs> So you always offer suggestions instead of just saying, please stop buying me things, always offer suggestions. So, you know, like my sons love going to the fire station in town and it's like, so we take them to the fire station at least once a month. They hang out with the firemen while they're off mm-hmm. duty, you know, and it's like, that's an experience my kids will likely remember because we do it regularly and it's fun versus mm-hmm. them going in a target with me and them seeing a fire truck and be like, mommy, mommy, can I have that? And me just going, oh, sure. Even though you've got 16 at home already. Right. So having the conversation and, um, you know, as far as the holiday seasons go, I just sent an email out to my subscribers a few weeks ago, but $13 billion with a B, if that doesn't shake you, I don't know what will. $13 billion annually, America alone spends on unwanted gifts that end up in the garbage. Makes me so sad. It's sickening and it becomes clutter in our home, which causes us stress and anxiety. If we don't pitch it, then it sits in our home for years and then it ends up at some point in the landfill. Right. And it's just like, right. Or in a storage unit that someone's paying a ton of money for. It's just, it's just heartbreaking. And I'm, I'm not here to make anyone feel guilty. I'm not saying don't buy gifts at all. Um, but just being intentional and I'm a huge fan of experience based gifts and, you know, getting a few things and just kind of weaning, weaning the gifts down. Okay. So what does like Christmas in your, like, you don't have to talk about your in-laws and stuff, but like, what is Christmas morning in your house look like? Christmas morning. So we are almost never home for Christmas. We're that family that's at our other family's house. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we're never at our house. Um, we're either in Illinois or at, um, an in-laws house. So, um, you know, I don't put up a ton of decorations at home that wouldn't change if I, if we were here, if we weren't. Um, but yeah, I mean, over the years, my kind of extended family with the niche I'm in and what I talk about in my podcast, they've kind of recognized like, Oh crap, like maybe we shouldn't buy Katie and all her, and her kids, you know, all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they've kind of weaned down naturally, but I would say it's just like any other, except I really make an effort to put more emphasis on different experiences we can have together as a huge family, whether that's going to like, you know, like a gingerbread festival or anything local that's happening at that time and kind of less on, you know, having a hundred gifts to open up and then six hours of cleanup to do. All right. That's the worst. Okay. So what are some, like some of your favorite experience gifts you've given? Ooh, experienced gifts that I've given. Um, 
to choose the gifts, obviously it's going to depend on your per on the person. And I just did a podcast on this. I did 30 experience-based gifts and a lot of them were super creative. Um, I haven't given a ton that are creative because my kids are three and four. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, like zoo passes and water park passes and things like that are kind of a staple in our house. And I don't consider those too creative. Um, things that I'm going to ask for, for me, <laughs> yes. are um, gl a glass blowing class. Um, they Stop, have. that's yeah. fun. Super cool. So my sister got me hooked on this show on Netflix called Blown Away. And uh -huh. if you've ever, have you seen Project Runway? Uh-huh. Okay. So think Project Runway, except like fashion designers, it's glass blowers, and they have these competitions and it's like the coolest show and the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I want to do that. And so I just looked up in my town and I already knew this because I live in Asheville, which is like, you know, hippieville. I didn't and know that. Here. It's so cool. Girl, I'm coming to visit you sometime. It's <laughs> on my list. My in-laws are in Charlotte. Yeah. And so I keep telling my husband, we need to like go drop them off, drop off the kids and then just kind of make a road trip down there. Yeah. And have an experience. Go get a pass at Biltmore, which is so much fun. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm doing that. That's happening. All right. So, and that's what my husband and I do for like, we, I can't tell you the last time we bought each other like a gift, even for like our anniversary, mm -hmm. Christmas, yeah. um, birthdays. Usually what happens is one time throughout the year, we'll just find something like kind of spur of the moment. Like we saw, um, a concert that was happening from a band and we're like, let's do it. So we splurged for like front row seats. It was in this really cool venue underground in a cave. And I was like, this is an experience, right? Like, right, right. and so that's what we did, you know, as a Christmas gift that happened in like April. Right. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know, you can get creative. It doesn't have to happen on the day. Like if that's not super important to you, but, um, glass blowing is one of the things I'll be, it's on my list either to give or to Ooh. receive. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, with my, like my kids, I do have most of what I want for them is experiences to give them, but like the grandparents really want them to open something. Mm -hmm. They don't want to give them an experience and nine times out of 10, they're not going to experience the experience with them. Does that right. make sense? Like, yes. like one of the things I want, I want dance classes for my daughter and I would be the one taking her every week to her dance class and they wouldn't see it or whatever. So they don't want to give her that. Well then, yeah. So for a situation like that, and if you know that they can't come for dance lessons, like you said, like they don't live nearby or whatever, maybe ask for a dance outfit or just streamline or put like a budget if you can, if that's possible on your grandparents and just be upfront, say, you know, what's your daughter's name? I forget. Peyton. Pain. Okay, so Pain really wants dance lessons. She's super into it. She does this every year. I would love if you chose, if, um, you know, but when the season comes around and she needs to get these $100 outfits, which I know are like, I don't know, why are they so expensive? And like, I don't, I don't baseball, know. You know, like, could you, would that be something you'd be interested in picking up the tab for, right? It's like, right. you know, you're going to have to buy it. So why not see if they can get you a gift card or just give you some cash or, you know, get her something from Target to, you know, in the meantime for that. So she can experience that experience, but in something that your grandma still gave her in this little cute tutu or whatever. 
<laughs> so true. I don't have daughters. Is that what they wear? I'm assuming. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. Oh, lucky, right. gu- lucky guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. So then I feel like, and I don't know if you do this, but I feel like, or you probably, it sounds like you probably don't, but after Christmas every year, like first of the year, I just like clean out all of our toys mm-hmm. and clean out my closet. Cause I generally get that generally as an adult to get lots of clothing items, um, clean out my closet. Is that, is, do you have like a, a format or more of a structure for that? Do you have a way you do that? I'd say if you if you're ever in the mood to purge or declutter, just 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 dive in. Don't question it too much. I really encourage my students never to start somewhere sentimental. Um, like you said, the places that were kind of really nagging you, which are for moms typically toys, you know, closets, maybe your vanity, um, things mm-hmm. like that. Awesome places to start. So don't tackle the garage right away. You know. <laughs> You need to build up your declutter muscle first and get a little stronger until you can tackle that, that type of area. Our garage is a disaster. We like, we recently like sold a car. And so both of our cars actually fit in the garage before we had a truck. And so it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. And so we like basically just put everything that was on one side of the garage up onto shelves so that the car would fit in. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And so it's just, and it's the shelves that were in, in there when we moved in, like they don't even make sense logistically. Like one has like, is like a 10 foot shelf and then the next one's like two feet. And then it's just like, they don't even make sense. And we have talked about redoing the thing that bothers me is I'm like to really organize this and redo it. We're going to have to spend a good amount of money on at least a shelf set of some kind. How do you feel about that, buying things to organize? You know, I think for a garage, I think it's probably necessary for most people. Like even I have two shelves in my garage that host some things. It's not jam-packed. It's not overflowing. It's not disorganized, but it's still really functional for the stuff that we did keep. So I think in that case, yeah, definitely like head to Home Depot and get some bins and like splurge on like a decent shelf to store the stuff because you're going to have it for a while. Right. But beyond that, I kind of don't buy anything, Yeah, <laughs> you know, buy anything, yeah. to, you know, get you to the point where you want to be. I feel silly buying things to get like, to get rid of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I po- It's funny. I posted on Instagram like a week ago. I was like, forget the cute organize organizational bins and just get rid of your crap. And like people went nuts. They're like, Oh dang. Like, <laughs> she's so right. But like, I used to, you know, before I figured it all out, I would spend hours like on Wayfair. I don't know if you've ever used that website mm-hmm. or Pinterest oh, yeah. like, trying to look at this different organizational furniture and this type this shape and this cube. And is it clear? Or is it see-through and all this stuff? And I'm like, really at the end of the day, just get rid of enough stuff that none of that has to even matter. Just get rid of it. <laughs> It's true. Or like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't all match like the Tupperware or whatever, you know, like if, if, you know, what you're storing it in doesn't look good together, it doesn't matter. It just piecemeal. I mean, that's how my closet is. It's like, you know, thing like piecemealed kind of together, like Tupperware from over the years and it doesn't matter. It's clean and I know where everything is. Amen. And that's when I would say like, don't go out and buy new stuff. Like that just seems a little silly to me because then what you have six bins that don't match that you're just going to 
throw away, away. right? Yeah. Or, you know, hope, yeah. hopefully the recycling man will take it. I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not all about the aesthetics. Really, none of that matters to me at all. <laughs> right. um, I'm not that kind of minimalist, but I'm more about function and just, you know, the benefits of how it can affect our motherhoods. Right. What are those? Well, for me, and I think for so many women out there, that's our, our massive improvement in our mental health. I, you know, busy moms everywhere are some of the most stressed out, overwhelmed, frustrated, yeah. struggling people in the plant on the planet because they're taking care of everyone else first. And there's no time and no energy to put into things that they value and things that they can do to take care of themselves. So when you get rid of the crap in your home, the time and energy that you get back is absolutely unreal. Like people wouldn't believe, you know, I've seen studies that say you can say, um, save up to 40% of your time doing housework each week, just by getting rid of the stuff and like the crap in your house. I'm not talking going like full minimalist and living in a tiny home. I'm talking about doing really some really good, like three, four big purges and you will save time in your housework each week because right. How many times have we all been there? We need to vacuum, but oh my God, there's toys everywhere. So we spend 30 minutes picking up to spend, you know, seven vacuuming. And that yeah. applies in any area of our home, right? And searching mm -hmm. for lost items and just the, the gamut goes on. So anyway, mental health is a big one. Obviously finances is huge. Um, and those are really like, I mean, the list goes on, but for me, those two have made the biggest impact. And for my followers, like that's what they're most attracted to time and money and just being able to focus on what they you know, value and what they, how they want to live their life. Yeah. So interesting. So, so the lost item thing is a big one for me and I get T O'd when I cannot find something and I'm looking for it for forever. It really makes me mad. <laughs> oh my God, chill out. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. It was like that. It's like when you lose a TV remote and you ask like your husband, like, have you seen mm -hmm. it? And then he's like, no. And then you're like, get up. Like you instantly lose trust in everyone in your family. Like, get yes. up. I'm looking underneath you. I'm looking like, I don't believe you. Did you really look for it? It was hilarious. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. It's so we true. Don't, I get we so don't lose bad. the TV remote anymore. We don't lose that one freaking, you know, toddler shoe. It's yeah. just, it's a, and, and those little things, those little frustrations like really add up and make an impact. Mm -hmm. And so my mm -hmm. life is a lot less stressful. Um, I'm not saying and this is one big misconception I'm going to blow out of the water right now is people assume that my house is this tidy little, like perfect little put together place, but I still have kids and we still have some stuff, you know, like, right. <laughs> and so it's just, it's not always tidy, but it's easily tidied at the end of the day. Instead of taking me three hours, it takes me 10 minutes, you know? And so that's right. just something, you know, this minimalist, it's not so, so much a pipe dream that moms think. It, it just wouldn't work for them, right? It can it can work for anybody. So cool. Okay, what gift are you most excited to give for Christmas? I am. So we're driving my presence. <laughs> Is that so cheesy? Like the yeah. presence of mm -hmm. me being there. Mm -hmm. No, but honestly, we uh, decided this year we're going to um, go up to. Actually, sorry, not for Christmas. My family is coming down, and we um, we invested with some other family members in a lake house. Um, so we Aww. have that year round, but that's kind of been a place where we decided to spend every other Christmas. And I, I'm not looking forward to really giving any one thing. I haven't bought anything yet. I haven't really given much thought to the, you know, gift giving season other than mm -hmm. 
you know, like I'm, I'm really anticipating anticipating and looking forward to um, spending time with the family and, you know, baking cookies and kind of all mm-hmm. of those simple holiday traditions. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Like that didn't really answer your question. I'm not looking forward to giving anything, <laughs> um, but really just everything else that I want to focus on is what I'm looking forward to most. That's so cool. I love that. Um, I know I was joking with my husband, we're going home to hit, see his family after Christmas, like the, just cause of scheduling, but, um, the plane tickets were, you know, quite a few thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> for the, for the whole family. Sure. And I like was joking with the mom. I was like, can that be our gift? Like <laughs> our presents so be their true. present? <laughs> you know, I feel like this, for whatever reason, our culture, it it feels so, you know, gift giving feels so expected and kind of mm-hmm. transactional Even with family members. It's like, okay, so let's do a secret Santa and our budget's 50 bucks. Okay. So if I pull your name, Kara, I'm going to go home and start researching on Amazon prime because that's where I order from. Maybe these different gifts that you might like and cross my fingers, hope you like, them. you know, mm-hmm. and I try mm-hmm. to spend as much as $50 as I can. And then you do the same for me. But like, honestly, it's hard for me to choose things I like for myself sometimes. Right. <laughs> and there's just, you know, sometimes how it's just like, okay, like it just feels kind of icky to me sometimes. It's like that transactional, like, here you go. And I know we put thought into it still and we care about the person and we want them to enjoy it. And the thought we put into the gift, it's like, honestly, so many of that, I think personally, so many of those times, those well-intended gifts end up being clutter and like end up being a part of that category we talked about earlier, that $13 billion of unwanted gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's true. It's food for thought. Or it's they tell you what they want and you just go buy exactly what they want. Yeah. And so I don't know, that mm-hmm. doesn't really excite me. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather take the person out to lunch and spend time with them. Uh Or, you know, get to know them more or figure out what they're interested in. And, you know, if they're into guitar, maybe get them a guitar lesson online or in person. You know, it's just, there are just lots of different avenues you can go down instead of being like, okay, what do you want? Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell everybody like where they can get like some of the resources you've mentioned. Yeah. So I talked about my um, 30 experience-based gifts podcast that that was recent. So I've got tons of podcasts on, um, you know, how I keep my home uncluttered in 10 minutes a day. It was a recent one that people went nuts over <laughs> and just lots of resources on simplifying and keeping things easy. And so my podcast is called the maximized minimalist with Katie Wells. And then also on Instagram, I've got, um, some free resources in my link there, free downloads for you on getting started and, um, all that good stuff. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a closing question that we ask everybody, which is right up your alley. Um, what are you doing right now to simplify your life that you're just like loving? What am I doing right now to simplify my life that I am loving? Um, I feel like I kind of work on this every day. So maybe mm-hmm. it's been a, a little cloud, cloudier for me. I've been putting lots of intention on, um, I'm in the zone of picking out my word for 2020. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, I do I, that. yes, it's so powerful. Right. And mm-hmm. so because of the year 2020 and 2020 vision, um, I'm doing clarity oh, and, cool. um, just picking that word so far for my 2020 word has already helped, mm-hmm. um, it helped me just make uh, decisions to give me clarity, mostly in my business right now, but on kind of where I want to take this and how I want to serve my, 
my, my people, you know, so that's been helping me simplify my decisions and, um, I've been really enjoying it. So I guess that's my best take. (laughs) What was your word for, um, this last year? 2019, my word was move. And, um, it, it was actually a perfect word. It was the first year I've chosen a word that this year is when we, um, walked away from our brick and mortar businesses in, um, January and both my husband and I decided to um, be in the online space for our careers. And so we went from knowing, you know, everything about everything we felt in our business that we'd been in for 10 years to knowing nothing about nothing, right, <laughs> you know, right. so it was a huge, huge, massive pivot. And anytime I got stuck, especially in that first three, four five months, which was daily, I just kept telling myself, just move just move and do something. And it was the best word I've could have chosen for this year. Mm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Very sweet. Well, this has been a pleasure and I'm feeling inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome because that's what I hope to do. So I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kara. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review so other moms like you can find us. You can find our blog at simplyhomemoms.com and we are all over the internet on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook as Simply Home Moms. We'll be here next Thursday. 